0: Hey guys, and welcome back to the Business in Minutes podcast, where we go over tips and tricks for new entrepreneurs, brands, coaches, and creators. I am your host, Mercedes Kajora from GTM Social Media Marketing. But before we get started, let's give our Instagram account shout out to Natanya Creates. That is N-A-T-A-N-I-A. C-R-E-A-T-E-S. Make sure you head over to Instagram and check them out. If their content speaks to you, don't forget to hit that follow button. So, today we are going to talk about toxic clients or toxic work environments. I recently did a post about this on Instagram, And I just, I felt the need to talk about it a little more. I am pretty sure I am not the only person who has had to deal with a toxic client or even a toxic work environment. Recently, I had to let go of one of my clients and they were a larger client. Some people, especially new entrepreneurs, will feel like they have to stay in a situation because they're trying to make that money, trying to make those sales, trying to bring in those clients. The reality is you cannot sacrifice your sanity for money. All money ain't good money. So this is something that you really have to pay attention to, keep in mind, and really decide for yourself, you know, what what you're going to deal with and what you're not going to deal with. This all goes back to setting boundaries. A lot of times when you have a client, especially a client that is a higher paying client, they may feel that they can get away with a lot of things that other people can't. And the first thing that they think about is, well, you know, I'm paying you X amount of dollars. So you have to listen to me. This is not the case. Some people are just not a good fit for your business and it's okay to say no and not take on a client and it's okay to let go of a client after you've taken them on. So in my personal experience recently, you know, I did something that I don't normally do. I took on a client that was also a family friend. So I figured, you know, I would give this person a chance. And things were pretty good in the beginning. I mean, I will definitely, you know, I can admit that. But gradually, things started to change. The client wasn't as consistent as they were in the beginning they would, you know, set meetings or schedule meetings and not show up and then notify me at the last minute that they had to, you know, reschedule or whatever the case may be. Now, I would try my best to accommodate this person. So, I would block out time and then, you know, they would change, you know, the time and started with changing with the time. So we're going to meet at 10 and then 10 turned in, okay, we're not going to be able to meet until two. So I would change my day. I would completely reorganize my day to accommodate them. And it got to a point where sometimes I would completely rearrange my entire day and still not see the client. That's a problem because this, this was not my only client. However, it was one of my bigger clients. Now, even though I didn't need this client, again, I was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. Eventually, I just had to say enough is enough. So we're going to talk about when is enough enough. We all have different limits. We are all, you know, capable of handling, you know, things and it really depends on you. But as a new entrepreneur, you definitely don't want to start out with clients like this. You're already stressed. You're already doing so many different things. And when I say so many different things, most new entrepreneurs They are everyone. So you are the CEO, you are the content creator, you are the captioner, copywriting, you are the website designer, you're the photographer, you're the assistant, you're the accountant, you're everybody. And then to have one or a few clients that don't respect what you do don't respect that your time is just as valuable as theirs. This is not how you want to start off. I've seen a lot of new entrepreneurs actually give up because of all of the stress that they're under. And then a lot of times the stress is manageable, but it's one or two clients that kind of put them over the edge and they're just like, why am I doing this? Like, this makes no sense. I'm just gonna go back to doing what I was initially doing. So, starting out early, it's very important to, you know, onboard your clients. It doesn't matter if it's social media management, if it's coaching, even if it's just, you know, a regular gig. You could be a freelancer, it could be project based but you really need to get a feel for the client. Get a good feel for the client. See where their head is. What are their goals? Are their goals actually attainable? In my case, this particular client had some goals, but they weren't necessarily realistic. They kind of had it in their head that I could make it realistic and although I came very very close they still wanted more and they w- they were not putting in any type of effort so they originally agreed to provide a certain amount of content and that did not happen so now I have to try to come up with things at the last minute because they didn't have what they initially said that they would have we then you know agreed okay this method isn't necessarily working so i could come in and get you know the content that was needed by the way from this conversation alone you guys could probably already figure out this is one of my social media clients not one of my coaching clients But we agreed, okay, I'll come in and I will get the content. I will get the photos. I will get the videos. That never happened. So, you know, it got really, really tough. And then the content that was sent, it wasn't of the best quality. The lighting wasn't great. So now, okay, we can kind of fix that. You know, you can kind of use some filters kind of, you know, edit a photo. We've all done it before, but this client did not want anything to be edited at all. That is a problem because now you want to put low quality videos, low quality photos on your account, on your page, and I'm managing your page. So how does that look for my brand? A lot of new entrepreneurs seem to forget about that very important aspect. What you do for others, for your clients, reflects on your brand as well. You can't, you can't sacrifice your values, your work ethics for one account. And the reason that I say this is when you're getting clients, they want to to see reviews. They want to see people that you've worked with. They want to be able to see a portfolio. Okay, you've worked with, you know, some accounts. Let us take a look at those accounts. And this is an account that you can't use because you're kind of embarrassed to show it because you know that you could do a hell of a lot better, but you are doing exactly what the client wants and then the client, in the end, isn't even really happy with that because they want more. But they're limiting how far you can spread your wings. So, today's discussion is about how to how do you spot a client that could possibly turn into a problem later? There are a few ways to do this. So in my onboarding sessions and when I'm getting to know a client, even during discovery calls, I ask a series of very specific questions. And one of them, you know, is what their goals are. I've had clients who've had phenomenal goals. They just needed a little help to get them. They weren't sure how to go about getting them. Then I've had clients that have had unrealistic goals. And very early on, this is, this is not realistic. I am going to tell you that it's not realistic. And then I'm going to explain to you why it is unrealistic. You can't please everybody. And entrepreneurs need to stop trying to please everyone. I'm going to use, you know, my client experience as an example. They would send me accounts on Instagram, on Facebook, even websites. And the first thing they would say is, I want my account just like this. That's not a good sign because this is telling you right out of the gate that they are not trying to be original. They're not trying to be innovative. They want to mimic other people. The problem with this is what works for one account is not going to work for another. The same way one account is targeting another account within the same niche cannot target the exact same way you have to have a strategy that works for you trying to be like someone else is not the way to go because if you have a coffee seller and there's a competitor who also sells coffee and you want to be just like them okay we can do that we're going to make your account just like theirs we're going to you know, do your pictures, you know similar to theirs. We're going to write your captions, you know very similar to theirs, these hashtags that are all similar. But in the end, why is someone going to get their coffee from you as opposed to your competitor? What makes you unique? if your client does not want to be unique and is not trying to put in, put in any effort? to be creative, be different, be innovative. This is a this is a red flag. This is something that, you know, you may want to reconsider before you take them on. Another sign is definitely when when the client does not make time to actually, you know, get on strategy calls. Or even you know touch base whether it's a monthly or quarterly have time to sit down and say okay this is what we've been doing these are the numbers these are the analytics this is what's working this is not working you know let's you know reevaluate the strategy see what we need to tweak they don't want to do that they want you to handle everything But then they block or they don't approve anything that you come up with. You cannot pay someone to do strategy for you and then not approve any strategy that they come up with and then also not offer any suggestions of what they feel might work or should be done. So this is another red flag. If you have a client that is not making the time to actually sit down, see what's going on, you know, on the marketing level of their business, but they don't allow you to make the proper changes that need to be made and implement the proper strategies that will help them grow, help them succeed. Reconsider if this is someone that you would want to work with. Another big, big red flag. And I talk about this all the time. Using intimidating tactics. And this could be threatening to fire you, threatening to take their business somewhere else. Them trying to invoke fear fear to either try to keep you in line, see things your fair way, or have you do things exactly the way they want it done, even if it goes against your morals, values, and work ethic. So this is a major, major red flag out of all of them. I refuse to be intimidated by anybody. I've been through enough in my life whether it's my work life or personal life, to know that I don't fear anything. And I sure as hell, I don't fear any, you know, client. Money is great, but it is not everything. If they want to take their business somewhere else, let them. My client tried to use some of these same tactics with me. And... I just let him go It was very easy for me. I didn't have to think twice about it. You know, I straight told him Well, since you're conflicted with this decision, I'll make it for you I'll let you go so that you can go and be happy with someone else and that made him pretty angry it made him angry because At the end of the day, he felt that I needed him as a client, and I did not need him as a client. And I made that perfectly clear. So you don't have, you don't have to put up with, you know, with these types of clients. They're only going to lead you to burnout. They're going to frustrate you more than you're already frustrated because of, you know, just other things, starting your business, getting, you know, the tools, the education that you need, getting things to run smoothly. You don't need, you don't need a client that's really not going to help you take your brand to the next level. Again, I can't even know this is a high ticket client or was for me. I am, you know, I'm ashamed to even put that I worked with this brand on my website or anything that has my name on it because I already know people would look at it and say, okay, this is like everybody else. There's nothing special about this at all. So why would I choose, you know, to work with you if you're just copying other people? So I've completely just, you know, erased it. I don't want anything to do with it. This goes back to you know, perception. People are gonna, they're gonna go through your, stu- your stuff, they're gonna research you as they should. You, you should research anybody that you are going to partner with or do business with. This is smart. You're being smart when you do this. Always ask questions, always have a process. Get a good feel, get a really good feel for who you are about to, how I put it, get into bed with. With this client, we just kind of jumped into bed and I didn't even really get his name because he was a family friend. All of my other clients, it's a very extensive process. We go through a discovery call. That way I get an idea of what it is you are looking for. The discovery call lets me know that you are a possible fit. The discovery call does not mean that I am taking you on as a client. After that, this this is when the onboarding process comes in. And this is more extensive. This is actually probably a couple of hours that I am going to spend with you. Because I need to know where your mind is, where you want your business to be. How do you want it to get there? Do you have goals? If you don't have goals, then we need to start developing these goals and see if this is something that you actually want to do. I am going to let you know how I work, how I perform, how my team works. I am going to tell you what I expect from you and what you can expect from us. Time is of the essence. I respect my time, I respect my team's time, and I respect your time as a business owner. So if I feel, you know, already during the onboarding process that this is probably not gonna be a good idea, This is not really a good fit. I thought it was, but it is not. I am going to tell a client that and I'm not going to continue, you know, with the project or taking them on as a client. My onboarding is two separate sessions. The first session is to really make sure that you understand what you're getting into, you're highly motivated, you are ready to take your business to the next step, and we're not playing any games. Because it's not just myself. I do have a small team that I work with. We are all going to work with you and your brand. If there is something that we want to try with you, and we are not 100% sure that We can do it. We have extensive resources. We will pull someone else in to jumpstart your brand if we feel that is 100% needed. So we're going to be invested. We only take a handful of clients so that we can dedicate the time to help nurture your brand into the greatness that you want it to be. So as new business owners and entrepreneurs and coaches, co- even content creators, when they're, you know, I've seen a content creator that I've worked with briefly, you know, working as an influencer, got some, you know, influencer, you know, contracts. And when you like went over it, it was just like, are, are you kidding? like. They were lowballing how much they wanted to pay for what it was they wanted them to do. There was just, there was a lot of discrepancies and it's okay. It is okay to say no. And that is what this whole discussion is about. If you feel that a client is toxic, it's okay to let them go. If you are on a discovery call, or even during your onboarding session, and you just feel that this is not a good fit, it is okay to say no. You have to protect your brand as much as you can, because this is this is your business. You can't have anything that is going to affect your business. So, on that note I want you guys to actually think about this for the future when you are signing clients and for some of the new business owners that may have a client from hell right now it's okay to let them go it is okay to find someone else that is going to fit with your brand your ethics, your morals, that you are going to enjoy working with, it is okay to turn money away. And I know it sounds crazy because people think, okay, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm supposed to be making money, why would I turn money away? I don't care if it's a $1,000 a month contract or a $10,000 a month contract. Me personally, I'm not going to sacrifice my sanity or my brand for any dollar amount. It's not worth it. It's my baby. I've worked on it for so many years. So it, that that's just a no for me. Now, if you're having some issues with clients similar to this and you're just not sure exactly how to move forward, how to get rid of them, how to make a, you know, a clean break, or if you're just having problems saying no, feel free to reach out. You can visit us on Instagram at grow through marketing and drop us a comment on one of our posts, send us a DM. You can also go to our website, which is gtmsocialmediamarketing.com you can leave us a message there as well. We are willing to help. This is not, you know, this isn't this isn't something you should be dealing with and I want everyone to know that there are people out there that have been through this and are willing to help you. Now, if you enjoy today's podcast, always feel free to go to Instagram, hit that follow button. We love to post About tips and tricks in business and also social media stay tuned we're always here on Thursdays 7 30 p.m on Spotify so I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation I would love to know your thoughts and I look forward to chatting again soon